and welcome to the Barto Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Cole, and I would like to give a thank you to our sponsors today. Live and Love Local Barto, Evolve Lawn and Landscaping, Crosswired Electric, Excellence Realty Elaine Sanders, and Holiday Inn Express. Thank you to all of our sponsors, and let's get right into the show today. That was one of my weaker ones. Oh, you did good. Welcome, everybody, again to the Barter Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I'm Jason here with Cole, Jen, and Intern Wes is on the phone. How's everybody doing? Good. Hey, you know. Okay, yeah. I was, I've been waiting for this. So what we're going to do to start off um, this podcast is just go around the studio and, and give everybody a chance to kind of reflect on the season What's it, what has it meant doing the podcast so far with the fans and everything and, and getting to meet so many different people and the guys on the team. So, uh, Jen, let's start with you. How's it been since me and Cole told you we were going to do this podcast to uh, 8-0 season like, it, like we're on right now? It has been awesome. It has been really, really fun, really cool um, just to see them you know, succeeding this year is it's been exciting um yeah it's just it's just fun it's fun i'm cool. very very proud of these boys cool it's been and, a great and, oh. and you too too and and intern west this has been pretty fun it's been a great year it's been a fun year or fun eight weeks and wow what a season that's all i have to say all of the team performed great throughout the season but the playoffs is where it is Let's let's go, Barto. So, um, for those of you that don't know, Cole got the opportunity to to be in the booth with WBF Radio and do a little bit of the pre uh, pregame talk, and then got to go down on the sidelines during the game during the third quarter. So, what was that experience like for you? It was. I was kind of nervous to be on the radio because I've never been on the radio like talking to people, you know. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So. I was like kind of shaken because they were, I didn't know they were putting me on the spot to mm. begin with because they made me predict some of the games. I don't know how I did on the games, to be honest with you. We need to check that. Yeah. Go but back and listen to it. It, it, was a, it was a fun experience. And even being on the sideline, being close to the team and being close to all the plays on the field, it was great. What did you notice when you were on the sideline? Is there anything that stood out to you that was just different than when you're up in the stands and watching? I was closer. I mean, was it faster? Or <laughs> you don't the guys? say. You don't say. The it, guys it, was, it, was, it was faster a little bit because um, I could actually – I didn't notice that Lynn went to um, Coach Tay every time after every play. I didn't know that until I was actually down on the sideline. And you, so, I, that was, I didn't know that. So, that so was just cool. Then, okay, so it's something you, haven't, you, know, you didn't pay attention to. Wes? How's the season been for you? Uh, thrilling. Thrilling and exciting. Uh, for those who probably have caught on through the jokes throughout the podcast, uh, something I'm not used to, uh, to, to put it in layman terms. But uh, it, it's just been thrilling and exciting from the podcast uh, through connecting and, and, and speaking about these games and on covering them with you guys and kind of the community we've been able to get involved with. Uh, mainly via social media, obviously, because that's where we, we're putting all this content on. Um, but to, to, to kind of bring up a question here randomly, speaking about the podcast and all, 
I want to ask you guys really quick, what what were your expectations initially, if you don't mind answering, uh, for not only my sake, for any of the viewers, what were your guys' expectations at the beginning of this podcast? You know, Did you have the expectation that here in the beginning of November, middle of November, you know, you'd be covering an undefeated Barto team going into the playoffs? Or, you know, where, where did you think you'd be at at this point? Because I can imagine, I mean, I can probably imagine the podcast still be ongoing at this point, but for, to be covering a team like Barto, I mean, they, they're, they're practically looking like a powerhouse team here in Polk County, if not the entire state. And uh, we'll see if they can go out and prove that through the beginning of the playoffs next Friday. Uh, to answer that question, the I, I did not think we'd be covering an eight no. and O team no. at this point. Yeah. Um, now I don't remember what episode it was, but one of the early first couple episodes, I can remember saying that I talked to Coach Tate, and he told me that he feels the team's going to be significantly better than they were last year. I remember saying that. They were 5-5 five and yeah. five last year. You know, when he said that to me, Coach Tate's never going to go, I, yeah, I think we got a chance to go undefeated. Or I think we got a yeah. chance to win districts. Well, he may say that, but he's not going to brag. He was just very simple with it. I think, we got, well, I think we're going to be a lot better than we were last year. And I think he's seen it. I think he believed in it. And that's what he was, you know, getting the guys to believe in and what Lynn talked about and EJ talked about buying in. So... I knew it was a, a chance that they were going to be good, but I don't think anybody could predict it and how dominant they look on the field. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, yeah. and then as far as the podcast goes, I mean, we started this for Cole and giving him, you know, the opportunity to get some exposure and repetition and doing it is no different than if we put him in a youth league and playing a sport. You know, you're practicing what you yep. want to do. So it's kind of right. the same mentality. You're training in your living room when you're not training on the field for something. Um, right. I did know that doing a podcast, you know, Barto's going to support Barto. And it was important to us that, you know, the goals of this was putting out content every week that even if it's just one or two people are, are listening to and having fun with, then it would be worth it because he's getting the practice. But the support's been unbelievable. It was nice being at the game and walking through the crowds. The first game that I've actually been at this year where I actually knew people. You know, one the first game at Barto, we were sitting way by the fence, and then we were on Winter Haven side. And in Jenkins, I didn't see a lot of people. So it was the first time seeing people and people saying, oh, Cole's doing good, and people texting me during the game, Cole's great on the radio, and, you know, enjoying the <laughs> podcast. And so that part's been really yeah. neat and – I don't. I didn't never expected that, so it's been overwhelming a little bit. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there because this has just been something, you know, fun and and like you keep saying, practice, 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 and you know, it's it's been really really cool. People have been very very supportive. To be honest, I didn't really know much about Bartow before we started. I mean, all I know is that we were five and five, and um, last year's games were just a fun way to spend my Friday night. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe some of my friends would be there. Like, it was a fun way to spend a Friday night, as I said. But now that we're actually covering Bartow this year, I never would have predicted that they would be 8-0. So it just makes it more fun doing this podcast because we're always winning. And, well, I'm I'm just going to knock on wood because you never know. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just never thought we would be in this position right now, all the support we've got, 
mean, I can't really thank y'all more, and it's been a pleasure doing this podcast. Aww. What was that? Uh-oh. Wes froze up. He froze. Yeah. All right, say that again. You're back. You froze up for a second. Am I back now? Am I good? Yep. <laughs> All right. I was just saying, I'm sure it's fun being a local celebrity now, too. Okay. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> not yet, at least. Stay humble, son. Stay humble. There you go. <laughs> Great yeah. answers, though. Great answers, guys. That was a good question. Yeah. Thanks for putting us on the spot like that, man. That's what oh, I, I had to, because if I'm wondering it, I, I know dang well that the viewers are probably wondering it, too, you know? Well, um, um, and it's just incredible. And another thing which we've tried to do with all of our kids is if you want to do something, do it. You know, and he said he wanted to be a sportscaster. And he told me, you know, nobody can tell me that I can't do it. And then that, like I said, yep. early, early on um, episodes, that inspired me to go, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Go do it. Let's do it. Because you, you are a sportscaster right now. So, and you're 13 years old. So now it just depends yeah. on how good of a sportscaster you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Right. Put in the work and it'll work out for you. Yeah, as you said, I have to put in the work every week to make this a good show for our listeners and supporters. So, yeah. And you've been doing a great job, and we're proud of you. And um, it showed that, listen, I'm not going to do it today. Maybe I'll get a little clip for Thursday's show. But I went back and was looking, listening to a couple of the first episodes we ever did. Mm-hmm. He sounds like a little baby. Are you talking about the other podcast? Yeah, yeah. the father son thing podcast. He sounds like a so. I was nine. That's why. Well, you well, I mean, listening <laughs> to that voice, even the the Miami trip one that I was listening to, like you could tell, and that was just 2019. You can hear the difference in how you sound on the microphone and all that. So. You're doing a good a job. A lot of it is because of the new equipment. We were just doing it on the phone before. Oh, we don't need to hear no excuses. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's age. Yeah, a lot of it is you just, you've, you've had a microphone in front of you and headphones in front of you. So when you got up there with the radio guys, it, it came natural to you. Oh, and it was funny looking over just shortly after you got up there. I mean, he was nervous. You could tell he, he just kind of was, you know. Did you guys see my leg shaking? I had it up on the bench and I was like. <laughs> you and dad both, apparently. Uh, that game <laughs> but, had me nervous. But it, watching him within minutes, I mean, he he got his swag. He was He was up there like. You know, shoulders high. It was it was pretty cool. Gotta was, have good posture for the radio, even though they can't see me. <laughs> he was smiling from ear to ear. I mean, it was it was a great night. And then, well, once again, some of the fans may be wondering, you know, after football season, what is it? So the plan after we finish and make a run for the state is we'll probably switch to one day a week. And we're going to cover, you know, let you know what's going on with the basketball team and try to get some interviews and the girls softball and the base. We heard from Mr. Edmund there's a great baseball pitcher on Bartow's team. So we're going to keep, you know, giving you content and follow some of the guys on the recruiting, you know, with the letters that are coming in and get some more player interviews. We have a bunch of players that want to come on that talk to us. So we're going to make sure we do that. So we're not going nowhere. It's not going to be two days a week. But, the, you know, one podcast a week and uh, keep everybody up to date. And that's our plan is to be here for a while. 
Wes, let's let's throw you into into the mix. What what was your? I mean, what do you think about all this? What is your? You know, reflected on us now. As far as the podcast goes, yeah. Um, because you, I think it's been you, direct. Didn't, you didn't start with us initially, you know. So. No, you guys signed me as a free agent. Yeah, we picked you up from uh, <laughs> Lake Region. Off away, right before the right before the deadline, trade deadline. Right, right. <laughs> but no, but no. Ever since I kind of joined the team here, uh, uh, I don't know whether to say unintentionally or intentionally. I was just sort of providing some resources to try and help you guys put out a better show. Not that I thought it was bad. Obviously, I was enjoying it. Uh, prior to myself kind of joining the team and then um, more so afterwards as well too um, but nonetheless all in all from from prior to me joining to now I, I've loved it um, I like what you guys are doing and I suppose I can include myself there too I like what we're all doing and I think we can pat ourselves on the back um, you don't see this uh, if I'm not mistaken and by all means reach out to us via social media um if you are seeing this with any other high school, you know, a, a, a podcast and not, it doesn't even have to be like a family oriented podcast. Um, I mean, everyone's family here outside of myself, but still, um, just a podcast in general covering high school sports, whether that's football, soccer, you name it. Cause I don't think it's out there. And with that being said, I mean, that's kind of the standalone, uh, feature with this podcast. And I think what makes it so special and, uh, from, and that, and that, special sort of speak here comes in with not only just the podcast in itself but then the the interactions we get with the players the coaches the community i mean it's amazing like like you guys were talking about uh people at the game reaching out to you guys hey i listened to the podcast you know it's amazing keep doing great uh cole getting a few mentions as well out there at the game if i'm not mistaken from some folks and and and, and these people for the record cole, cole didn't even know them and they were just coming up, and they knew him. Um, and, and I think that speaks volume about what's being done here on a very good note, an amazing note at that. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's been great um, to, to kind of sum up that. So uh, hopefully, and I have no doubt that uh, this is this will continue for some time. Mm-hmm. We well, appreciate you coming aboard too, because you definitely have say, helped out tremendously. Yes, and you're you're. Definitely part of the team. You're With like, all the papers that you give us for every podcast, I mean, <laughs> it helps out a lot, really. I mean, you you are like family now, seriously. You and you Appreciate and Jimmy it. both. So, um, it's been it's been an awesome addition to the show, and you bring a lot to it, and it is very much appreciated. Um, so we we want to thank you for that because you've you've helped us grow. You know. So. And the Twitter page is fire. So yes, yes. Go check them out on Twitter West. if you're not following the Parcher Jacket Breakdown. What is he at? At uh, BJB underscore podcast. We're roughly about 25 away from the big 100. So uh, let's Ooh. try and get there, shall we? And, and that's old only people, in a couple weeks. Old people on Facebook. We're like a couple <laughs> away from 600. So go ahead and share it. <laughs> let's get to 1,000. <laughs> no thank you everybody for the support and and the love it's been really awesome it really has all right before we get to quarter number uh two I forgot to say that was quarter number one yeah. so yeah that was quarter one <laughs> before we get to quarter number two uh, i want to go around and give everybody and you don't have to um give everybody an opportunity to talk about some things they've been thinking about before the game and the importance of this upcoming game so i'll kind of start it off 
and uh, you guys can just you know, let me know who wants to go next. Um, this is something that I'm concerned about. I'm going to use the Gators in a couple of references here. So if you're not a Gator fan, that's fine, but you'll understand kind of where it's going. The Gators came out against Georgia. And, with, and within the first couple of minutes, we're down 14 nothing. So I'm texting Wes. I'm like, all right, pretty sure Winter Haven's been the only – the only time Bartow's been slapped in the face has been Winterhaven. It's the only team that, that put Bartow down to an onside kick. You know, they're seven points away. You know, it's the only yep. time that we've heard reference of kids on the sidelines with their heads down. I don't think Bartow's been behind all year. If they, nah. ha- if they have been behind, it wasn't for very long. Okay? Nope. So my fear is has the team been through enough adversity that if they go down quick, are we going to keep it together, guys? Are we going to believe in what we've done all year? Because no head hanging, nothing can like that can happen at this level. When you get to the playoffs, it's all or nothing. And you got to play every down of the game. And you got to win your battle on every down. You can't take any plays off, and you got to give it 110%. So that's one of my big concerns right now going into this game because we know, we've seen them, we've seen both teams live. We know they got a chance. For sure. A great chance. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into stats probably more on Thursday, but they are a great team in the rank. More so, the, the more important number here is the rank number nine. Number nine in the state at our classification. Okay? So you knock this team off. And a couple of other people get upset somewhere. And you got yourself a good chance of making a run for the state championship. This yep. is the state championship. Every game from here on out is the state championship. Absolutely. In our classification, there's only one team, guys. There's only one team that's going to end the season without a loss. Think about it. When you get to the playoffs, say there's 100 teams, you know, well, and then broke down in all the divisions, all right? Only one of those teams is going to end the season without a loss mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So you got to play every down like it's your last because that's what it is right now. So you cannot, we cannot afford to have anything happen like that where people get down on the sidelines. We ain't been through adversity. But when I, what I see on the field with these guys is a group of laser-focused guys that are, are a team. I don't see any individuals on the sidelines. We were real close at Lake Wales. I mean, you can hear yep. everything going on on the sideline. There's no little clicks on that team. They're all together. So that's, that's something that I'm looking forward. I know the coaches are probably talking to the guys all year about. But um, it's something that until they prove it, you know, we won't know. But I, I got faith in those guys and those leaders on the team that they won't let anything bad happen. Wes, how about you? Yeah, so just to pitch on a little bit with what you just said, um, the adversity, uh, we haven't quite faced that yet this season. 
uh, we came close to really facing it. You could you could say that um, up against Winterhaven up towards the end there. Uh, it was 26-12 at halftime. You know, I mentioned before, in the first quarter we were up 19-0, halftime 26-12. Winterhaven starting to wake up and actually play some football and then come the second – or rather the third and fourth quarter, they are playing football now and uh, they bring it close towards the end. And Nonetheless, uh, no discredit to Barstow, obviously, and nothing but love for those guys. Uh, they they proved themselves, and they proved a lot of people wrong. But most importantly, they proved that you know they're 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 there for a reason, and, and they were there to not only win the uh, so-called Tater Bowl, but to move on to I think at that time seven and zero, now eight and zero, obviously after this past game against Lake Wells. Um, but with that being said, anyways, we're, we're you talk about team leaders. That's that's what everyone's going to be looking at those those team leaders. Um, so for those team leaders who may be listening or whether you are or aren't, um, it's going to be on you guys um, when, when this adversity comes, because it will, nonetheless. Um, and it may be this next game. It might be if you guys make it all the way to the state championship. Nonetheless, that adversity is going to be there, and uh, it's, it's going to be bigger than anything you've ever faced all season long, because quite frankly, as we mentioned and we talk about, you guys haven't faced it yet. Um, and we don't, well, I mean, quite honestly, we don't want you guys to face it. We wish you guys can just blow everyone out. Uh, but Hey, you're in, you're in playoffs now. Um, teams are going to be a little better and the farther you move along, the tougher the opponent's going to be naturally, right? That's just how tournaments and playoff style, uh, sports work. So, um, we're going to be looking at those team leaders to step up. Um, I do remember noting against the, uh, Winter Haven, uh, Lynn, towards the end of the game, was dapping up uh, most of the offensive line as they sat um, awaiting to get back onto the field. Um, I think they had just scored or something. That was something I noted, and, and I see the little things here and there, the, the daps, the high fives, et cetera. Um, we're going to need just a little more than that here uh, coming up this Friday and moving forward uh, if we are to, uh, of course, come vic- uh, victorious against Tampa Tech this next Friday. I agree. Click on the preview. Preview, put the preview of the game on of the Bartow and Tech. Sorry, they're it'll, talking, they're talking about Max Price. Yeah, just pulling up the, the preview for the game. Another thing that I want to touch on, and this is just kind of the little segment of, you know, you, you just kind of give some motivation and some knowledge. The other thing, reference I'm going to make, the Gators. So the Gators got a running back that went into the portal, and he is on the Gators now. And he's not getting much playing time. So he tweets out, I'm not going to stand on the sidelines, hashtag worthy. Okay. So like Wes was saying, those leaders, yeah, we're going to be looking towards those leaders. But if you're not a captain on the team or you don't think you're a leader on the team, be a leader at that moment. At that moment, you are a leader. I'm telling my daughter, she, you know, the captains of the soccer team haven't been picked yet. And I said, baby, you're a goalie. You're a senior. Doesn't matter if the coach picked you as a captain. You got freshmen and sophomores looking at you. Be a leader. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, coach only pick a couple of people, but you do not owe anything. So you're on the you know the side and you want that starting position. Work your butt off to get the starting position. You know, put in that extra time and practice. Go out and run an extra mile. You know, do some footwork. Do some things that coaches get onto you at practice. You got to prove yourself. You don't owe anything. So, to, to, so for him to think he's worthy, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there and parents for sure. Oh yeah. 
But, yeah. you know, there's a lot of kids out there and parents that think they're worthy. And you're worthy by the effort you put in at practice. Mm-hmm. And if you put in the effort at practice, I guarantee you, if you're worthy of being on the field, you're going to be on the field. Okay? Absolutely. So I didn't like that when I seen the kid. I think it's Lenard, Lagarde or something. Highly five, five-star recruit out of Miami. Went to Miami, played a year. And now he's with the Gators, but he's not playing much. He <laughs> got to earn it. Mm-hmm. This ain't Miami rebuilding. Mm-hmm. This is Florida trying to make yep. a run. So, yeah. And know. it goes back to what you said about, you know, it, it, um, how do I word it? The, the brushing it off. Mm-hmm. It, you're not going to have a perfect game. You're not going to have perfect plays every time. And it, the head hanging low. And that's what we try to tell our daughter, you know, oops, they scored on you. Guess what? Brush that crap off and move on to the next play because it's just going to feed onto the field with the rest of the players. Stay positive. Get your butt up. Keep keep that good energy. Mm -hmm. Good things will happen. No one's stopping you, but you. Exactly. Exactly. Get out your head. (laughs) We went to Armwood to watch Tampa Tech in Armwood for a reason. We wanted to see him live and in person. We wanted to be able to have a podcast show where we talked about it and we kind of broke things down a little bit from our perspective of seeing the team all year and seeing Tampa Bay Tech play. So that's what we're going to do now. Cole, quarter number two. Quarter number two is um, the Tampa Bay Tech offense versus the um, Barta defense. All right. So, Tampa Bay Tech's offense versus Bartu's defense. All right. Wes, you want to start or you want me to go? You can, you can take this one. Tampa Bay Tech's offense versus Bartu's defense. Well. Don't look at me. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you want me to start, I'll no, start. I'll start. Wes told me to start. <laughs> I can start. Here, no, here's the, here's the thing. Tampa Bay Tech's offense is a, is a pass-heavy offense. Mm-hmm. Now... This is where it gets a little skewed because you look at their stats. Like I said, we'll get into a lot of those on Thursday. But if you look at their stats, they have a lot more passing yards than running yards. When we watched them against uh, Armwood, he was trying to get some passes off, but they were kind of run heavy. And I don't think, you know, when you see two teams play and they're playing to equal strength, it kind of changes how they have to play because they can't do some of the things that they were more comfortable doing. Um, I think we match up on defense better than we do offensively, the other side. So I think our speed and our talent on defense is going to keep us in there. I think our DBs are phenomenal, having a great season. So I would say I would give the edge to, to Bartow on that side of the ball. Now we can get break into it on the next round, but I want to hear what you got to say. Uh, I can agree with you on that one. I, I'd also give the edge to the Bartow defense because I feel like we're more of a pass rush uh, defense and we can stop the pass better than we can stop the run uh, on defense, of course. No, we've done really good on stopping the runs. Yeah, I, mean, I know, know, but I feel like we do better on stopping the pass than we do the run. Well, we just got a stingy defense, period. Like We don't give up big, big plays. I mean, we've had a couple against us. But our defense is yeah. fast and stingy. And, our, you know, to me, I, uh, Wes, what do you think? I think our defense looks better than Armwood by far. Like, I, I just – Yeah. They, they had some big defensive tackles. I mean, big guys. 
But outside of that, I feel like we have more athletes on the field. It seems like every game somebody's making plays and I ain't heard the name. You know, I'm looking at what number is that? Boom. Like, so I just feel like defensively we have an advantage over Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, as Cole mentioned and you started off, I'm going to go defense too here as far as what, what we're going to have to focus on the most. Not necessarily focus on the most, but who's going to have to step up the most. And they have all season, right? Um, mm-hmm. So it's not that they haven't. And now I'm like, all right, defense, step up. No, they, they've been phenomenal um, all year long. I think the most points we gave up to was up against Winter Haven, which I think was 33. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 40 to 33. The, most, the majority of those points coming in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, but nonetheless, um, I, got, I got a lot of faith and confidence in this defense. Um, and not to dive too much into the Tech and Armwood game, but uh, David Wright, quarterback out of uh, the Titans, uh, Tampa Tech, that is, um, threw for 353 yards and five touchdowns. Mm. I, it just it doesn't register in my head, and I don't think it does with anyone, that that can be done against Bartos' defense. And that's not to doubt the kid. I'm sure he's absolutely talented you know outside of that game against armwood i i'd never heard of him um but then again i'm i'm here watching barco right i'm not worried about that um but coming up this friday i will be thinking a whole lot about that and barco obviously for that matter but uh 353 yards five touchdowns no may i note this we talk about stingy defense he didn't throw a single interception that game so uh i'd like to think that those numbers are going to be a little off uh, more so in a negative way for himself, positive way for Barto this this upcoming game next Friday. Um, so I expect the, the defense to keep doing what they've been doing all season long. Don't let up. Don't let them breathe. Just just play some good defense. I like it. And I the, like that. The thing that sticks out to me about that, Wes, is that kid put up those numbers at a game we were at, and it shocks me that he had those numbers because right. he did not – they didn't impress me on that side of the ball. Now, when it got to the towards the end of the game, and we were looking at number eight, we me, Wes, and Cole actually said, "Why aren't they throwing the ball out here to number eight? And he was wide open like three plays. As soon as we said, I mean, it was literally within the next minute. Number eight scored a touchdown, and number He's, eight scored another touchdown. He scored like three. Or four we of that watched game. him score three He's, touchdowns in that amount of time. So I don't know if. They just weren't. That's just, that's their secret weapon. So I, well, we know about them, but <laughs> yeah. Again, so as far as go ahead, Wes. as far as what I got noted here, he did, and and I'm a little thrown off because I seem like he scored two or three times, uh, but according to the stat sheet here, he scored once. That no. How, however, he had seven receptions for 143 yards. Yeah. Where did you get those stats? What do you think? Max Preps? Yeah, I think he – I know he scored twice. And we were even discussing whether he scored one of the first touchdowns that we missed. So Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think he definitely scored two touchdowns. But I say all that to the kid, the quarterback, he didn't impress me as far as being a big – the problem in that game, though, Wes, was the Armwood quarterback was the quarterback to watch. Like, oh, yeah. He did. Absolutely. I think he, the way he played, and he was just so talented that it took away, I guess, what 
I mean, basically, I mean, the kid had a great game. So can't take anything away from the kid from Tech, uh, David Wright. He had a great game against Armwood. Mm-hmm. It's just he he's a he's a thrower, and if we give him time to throw, he's going to throw and he's going to make good passes. So I know this isn't a popular thing to do, but it may not hurt to have Lynn throwing live with the show team against our defense in practice. You know, that's the type of ball you're going to see. You're going to see timing routes. You're going to see deep balls. You're going to you're going to see it all against Tech with with David Wright. If you're not getting to the quarterback, so be prepared, yeah. DBs, because we've been hyping you all year and we've been talking about how great you're playing, and you are. But you're going to be tested. This is your test. Mm-hmm. So the focus is has got to be there because these boys, you know, we're giving it to you real. You guys are watching the film today and, and, you know, the rest of the week. Study up, study up, study up, because this is going to be it. All right. On in quarter number three here, mm-hmm. it is Barta's offense versus Tampa Bay Tech's defense. All right. <clears throat> All right, I'll here start. Here we go. <laughs> Barto's offense versus Tampa Bay. Listen, Barto offensive line. Whatever you got to eat to make you stronger, faster, and ready, that's what you got to do. Okay? Take care of yourself. Hydrate. Because these boys are coming. Carb up. <laughs> All right? Now, we, we touched on the kid from Armwood. If you don't know who the quarterback is there, um, look on Max Preps. Look him up. I don't know where he's going to college. He'll be playing somewhere in college. He's more of an athlete. I would. He probably could be a Division One athlete if he was recruited instead of a quarterback. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a Division One unless they're looking for a, you know, a like a dual threat guy but um nonetheless he plays hard he was tremendous the thing that sticks out at me was he was constantly scrambling which means tech was a lot of pressure and they were bringing pressure from up the middle outside blitzes with linebackers they were bringing it and but this quarterback likes to run first where i think lynn the difference is lynn throws nice timing routes you know, when we're clicking, it's boom, you know, three-step drop out. And I think that's going to be the key for our offense this week is if we're going to throw, we got to get to the outside. We got to establish the run. But then when it comes to the throwing game, we got to make sure we max protect the best we can and get rid of the ball as quick as possible. Or Lynn's got to look at those lanes and step up into them to make the throw or take off, you know, up the middle and get positive yards and hold the ball. Because this team brings a lot of pressure. So, who do you have having the edge? If we execute the way we need to execute, I, I got this one as a as a match, like an even match. Like I, I really feel like you're gonna see one of the best offenses in the state play against one of the best defenses in the state. Yeah. But unless we just lined up and scrimmage ourselves. But I put Bartow in that category, too, as one of the best defenses in the state. That's what you're playing. You're playing yourselves. You're playing a team that is a lot like yourself. A team that beat a, a rival early in the year, has had a good season, good hard schedule. Okay, they played some hard teams. So those losses that you see, go, you know, look up to who those losses were to. You're playing yourselves. It's just a Tampa version. Okay, so. Yep. That's the best way I could describe it. I got to I gotta give it as a wash. Even if we play to our best ability and they play to their best ability on defense and we us on offense, 
You know, if Lynn and the boys on offense put up 21, 28 points, that was a great game because that's a heck of a defense. And that's what you were mentioning, Wes. You don't see them being able to, to do that against us. And I'm sure they feel the same way if they got a podcast over there and the regular oh, yeah. guys, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Bartos offense versus Tampa Bay Texas defense, as you were saying, it's one of the top defenses in the state as you think, and I think they're one of the top defenses in the state as well. But we also have one of the top offenses in, in the um, state. So it's going to be a good matchup, a great matchup. And um, if I had to give the edge to one of them, it would probably be Bartow. Call me biased, but I Bias. say Bartow has the Okay. <laughs> I say Bartow has the edge. Wes? Yeah. Um, I'm, I got as much faith. In, in Bartow's O as I do the D. I really do. But um, I think one thing that's going to be key here is uh, t- turnovers. Um, I think going up against a team uh, like Tech here, you know, whether you only create one turnover or you create five, obviously we, we hope to God that that's not the case. But nonetheless, even if it's just one, in a game like this, that's probably going to be the difference maker. Um, I think I counted one or two, maybe even three, um, against Lake Wells. Um, and that's not a discredit at Lake Wells. Uh, they're a pretty, pretty solid, talented team themselves coming off of a little bit of a hiatus. Nonetheless, we still went out and executed, not just executed, we dominated. But creating those turnovers from, I think, Lynn, Lynn threw one interception late in the game. And I think we had one or two fumbles. Uh, that may have been recovered by Lake Wells. I know one was. Freeze again. We got to execute on all cylinders, and that includes making sure we're protecting the rock and and not being you know slippery and butterfingers and just just protect the ball. Um, and as far as those receivers, hey, look, if that ball is selling way over your head, don't try and make a play on it because you might get a finger on it. That's cool. And now that ball. As far as its its path is, is redirected, and that redirection might be right to a Tampa Bay Tech defender's hand, you know. So just be fundamentally sound and, and just think, really think here. Uh, it's going to be a very important decision-making kind of game for each player, regardless of their position, come Friday. And it's also going to be interesting to see, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, covering the team all season seeing what adjustments the coaching staff makes after they watch the film themselves, which I'm sure has been done numerous times by now, of Tampa Bay Tech. You know, looking at what we talked about with the defense, one thing that sticks out with me with Tech's defense is they were getting pressure on Armwood's quarterback pretty much all game. And he was very good at spinning out of that pressure and running to the other side and outrunning the defense. And like I said earlier, I think he would prefer to do that one and then throw second. But what Bartow is going to be able to do that I don't think Armwood was, could do, and if they, they did try it a little bit and had success, and I think we'll, we can just kill them all game on it, is run the ball to the outside. Those big defensive ends for Tech, you know, if they're running us down going outside, then they're a lot better than I'm even getting them credit for now. So I, I look for Coach, you know, those screens and um, – Outside runs right and left and just wear those defensive at ends out 
and then they'll be a little tired on, on those passing plays, you know, to get open for Lynn. But I got faith in Lynn, you know, getting rid of the ball on time and just a matter of the receivers running the right routes and Lynn putting the ball in the right spot. And uh, we'll be able to, you know, slow that pass rush down. I agree. All right. That's, <clears throat> that all sounds good. Mm-hmm. On the quarter four. All right. Quarter number four. Now we're going to get off of Tech and Barto here. So just be um, ready for Thursday's show. We're going to have a lot more um, talking about some individual players, give you some numbers to look for of some of the defensive ends and, and that type of thing that we're talking about from Tech. So, all right, Cole, quarter number four. So, quarter number four is college and NFL talk. So, let's start with the Florida-Georgia game last night. Florida-Georgia. 44-28. There's nothing better as a Gator fan. Than beating Georgia or Florida State. It's beating Georgia in the same week Florida State losing to Pittsburgh. That, <laughs> losing to who? That's Pittsburgh. A, sorry, Florida State uh, fans, but we're orange and blue over here. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Roll Tide. Uh, Clemson <laughs> lost. Clemson lost to Notre Dame, so that was good. We may see you in the SEC championship game, Wes. It's shaping up. I was telling Cole that earlier. Yeah, I'm he excited. was telling me that earlier. You know what, though? I'm not even – listen, Arkansas's offense looks good. We still got to play Kentucky. We still got to play LSU. Yep. We still got to play Tennessee. So, it's yep. a long way to go. It's just COVID's flipped our schedule around. and um, But, the you know, we, we can make a run. That's for sure now – Yep. The best thing COVID has done in 2020 is give the Gators two weeks to practice. Cause <laughs> yeah, but our LSU game got rescheduled for like... Yeah, the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, I'm very happy with the Gators' performance. The defense played well, made some turnovers, and um, try, that hit that um, oh my Pitts gosh. took. Did you see that, Wes, or were you playing basketball at that time? I think I was playing basketball, but I did hear about it. They didn't show what happened again, though. Yeah. Oof, yeah. It was. I had. Did to you look see the that uh, Georgia guy on the? Yeah, the I think Georgia it was their second touchdown. He literally twisted his whole leg. That was. Oh. That was his ankle. I did remember seeing that. Yeah, it was a it was a great performance by the offense, defense, all around, and you know, it, Coach Mullins got him going. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Notre Dame beating Clemson was not as much of a shocker after seeing Clemson struggle the week before, but um. I don't know. It's still, I thought it was a Bama Clemson thing. Clemson's kind of come back to earth a little bit. Now I'm kind of looking at Bama as the top dog. And then, you know, there's five, six, seven teams in the mix there to see what's going to happen. But there's a lot of football left to play. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird being this time of year and there's still that many big games left to go. I love seeing all the memes the next day. The memes are ridiculous. <laughs> So funny. The internet does not. Oh the internet does not have any rest. It just keeps going. No. Going and going. Yep. <laughs> so let's move on to NFL talk, and we're going to start with Wes here because uh, let's talk about your Seahawks. What happened today? <laughs> My six and two division leading second best record, I believe, in the NFC now. Seattle Seahawks uh, underperformed. On all levels, um, we still balled out there towards the end, really. But it doesn't mean anything if you ball out towards the end. It matters if you ball out in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter. We didn't do that. Um, Russell Wilson was was uh, hit 16 times, more than 
any other quarterback in the entire NFL this year. 16 times? That was after, up until this point, people giving our offensive line all the credit in the world. And I was giving them some credit, too. Not all in the world, because if you know the Seattle Seahawks, you know we've never had a great offensive line in the time that Russell Wilson's been our quarterback. But this offensive line was different. Um, But then again, you can't be too quick to judge after today's game. Yeah. Um, and it, and it wasn't like the Buffalo Bills had some elite pass rushers up there like uh, Miles Garrett, Demarcus Lawrence, so on and so forth. You know, they had some savvy veterans up there, including former Seattle Seahawks Quentin Jefferson at, at deep tackle. Um, but, yeah, that, if there's one point that I kind of want to focus in on, it would be that. Outside of that, we're missing, unfortunately, our first and second string running back, two guys that we really, really depend on. Um, and therefore, with those guys being out, we had to rely on a rookie, which obviously not going to make that as an excuse. you got to have that man, uh, next man up mentality um, and go out there and still perform. So it was a tough loss. It was bittersweet. Um, and I say that because I think we kind of needed that. I think we needed a bit of a slap in the face. Uh, to be straightforward, and, and maybe that'll wake us up here and realize uh, some of the points of execution we got to really focus on, on both offense and defense, uh, to go out and, and win out the rest of the season, or at least win the majority of our games and move on into the playoffs. Sounds like that O-line really made some major mistakes. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, keeping with the NFL topic, I'm actually watching the Bucks team right now. It's seven zero Saints. They're going for it on fourth and inches. So let's see what happens. The Saints are going for it. Yeah. So Wes, we were in uh, Tampa earlier. Ooh, I don't know. I was like, let's go to Chili's, and I knew there was a Chili's on Dale Mabry, and I was like, wait, text Cole and see if the Bucks are home or away. Then I was like, it doesn't matter. It's COVID. So it was like five o'clock. On a Sunday night football, Bucks are at home. We're on Dale Mabry. There ain't no vehicles. <laughs> there ain't not. It's like, what's going on? It was, it was the weirdest, eerie feeling. It's just like, you know, there's an NFL Sunday night game going on right now. And you're, you can see the stadium from the restaurant and you don't see people. It just, it was weird. I don't know why. I, um, don't, don't know why I felt the need to, to bring that up. But no, it was, it was, it was weird. Just, For weird. now, the call is first and ten, but they're gonna review it. So Antonio, Antonio Brown's playing. Yeah. Oh, they're not gonna review it. It's first down. All right. So yeah, we are recording on Sunday this episode, and um, we'll put it out. Wait, are they gonna re- are they gonna review it now? No, no, we've lost Cole now. He's he's yeah, into the he's... game. <laughs> no, I'm still listening. I'm just like. <laughs> Oh, no, I think they got, yeah. All right, so like I said, we're going to, um, you know, this week, I'm not going to commit. We're definitely going to have a podcast, this one, in Thursday's episode. Um, if something happens uh, we'll, and we feel the need to, to throw out a 10-minute one, we'll do that too if something comes up that we want to discuss. So you never know the rest of the week what the um, it'll bring. We are trying to uh, guess, but it will work having trouble with the uh, – the timing on that, you know, putting that one together. So I'll keep working on that. And when the ticket information comes out, because tickets will go online on um, for sale on Thursday. So as soon as I know more information or I have a link to share, I'll share that with everybody. Wes, Wes had something he wanted to say. 
Um, so real quick, um, I do have um, the majority of some some key stats from the game Friday. Uh, Thank Barclay you. Defeating Thank Lake you. Well. I was just about uh, ready to touch back on that. I feel like we didn't talk about the exciting game that we went to. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't as much, honestly. Um, but that's all right. So we can either save this uh, till the next episode, or we can kind of cover it now. Um, either or works. Um, and maybe we can give some good old fashioned because I don't think we've done this in a little bit. Offensive and defensive uh, MVPs. No, let, yeah, let's do that on Thursday. Thursday, let's Sounds good. do a stat show so you can come heavy with the stats on Thursday. And then if we have our special guest, you know, that person will definitely be able to give us their expert um, expert expertise expertise Grammar. on. Uh, this game and all the counties. So okay, so, so back let's, to yeah, the game let's Friday talk night. About the game. How freaking fun was that? That was exciting. Very it fun was, for me. It was. I mean, just my throat is still kind of sore from screaming. I'm, I agree. I'm a little hoarse. Like it was so much fun. This the just the the whole feel, the ambiance, the the togetherness, the support, the. I mean, it was just a fun game. It was a fun, fun game. It was. And after the game for me, like I told you last week, it was a revenge game for me, right? I said, <laughs> you know, it's for 95. I needed revenge. And it's funny because, you know, it may not have, you know, if he, when he comes on, he may say different. But at the end of the game, like everybody was going, talking with the players and everything. And I'm just watching Coach. I'm waiting for Coach to come over. And he's coming towards me. And I put my hand out and we – you know, dap up and give a hug. And uh, he whispers something to me. And I could just tell, like, I love it because it's it was more than last year, Lake Wales putting 50 on us. It was more than I'm just a coach of Barchill football program. Like, all those years of Lake Wales dominating Barchill and that he's been involved with before all came back, I'm sure. Because you could see it on him. It was, oh, yeah. it, was, it was such a big win. I guarantee you that win against Lake Wales was way bigger than he celebrated against Winter Haven. And we won oh, districts. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. You can just, even probably when he was at Kathleen and, and Jenkins and Ridge, when he played Lake Wales, it's not the same. You know, or you, you have your own school rivalry and you start something new. But him being on that sidelines for a second year at Bartow and him beating Lake Wales. He knew what that meant to players that were there on the sideline, like Terrell Parham that I saw down there, and and um, Leggett that played at Miami was there. Like he knows what that means yep. to Will Greer that was sitting with us. I was gonna say Will. He Greer. He knows that, and so that's special, and that goes to the community thing we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Sorry that I'm interrupting, but uh, sure, show. Sure. <laughs> Levante David just picked up a fumble, and it is horrible. Nice, nice. nice. <laughs> He's on the two-yard line, by the way. Is he trying to do live broadcasting now? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he got a little bit of that radio buzz. And um, let's talk about how they literally just stomped on, stomped on their logo. That was funny to me. Well, that that uh, I believe something happened a little more last year than uh, just the 50 points. But, um, hey, you know, it's like Coach Mullen. You know, I should, Coach Mullen went in, was out of control a little bit. And um, but he was inspiring those kids and, and getting them ready. And look what they did, they went out against Georgia and what happened. So, means he sent a lot. The message. Yep, so I think there was a little message sent to the team 
Friday night during the celebration, and that's a good thing. Because uh, Lake Wales didn't have any problem throwing up 50 on us last year. <laughs> and they nope. probably didn't have any problem beating us when we were on 10. So, yep. you know. Yeah, it, it, was, it was awesome meeting some of the boys after the, after the game, too. And Cole got pictures with a couple of them. And, Dave and, and Dave's just tall, dude. He's, like, he's at least 6'4". <laughs> Has to be. I'm pretty sure he is. Well, you're only like four yeah, or seven. So. I'm five foot, actually. The thing of it, when we were watching the Gator game, the Gators pit scored. He jumped over somebody and, and got a touchdown. Jason, and then, yeah, Jason and then did one. They brought in a backup, and he did the same thing in the corner. Well, it was more of a straight route down the field. But both times, Jason was like, they we, Dathan Davis him. Yeah, I called it the Dathan Davis. Dathan Davis <laughs> There's kids in high school, uh, and I'm calling them the Dathan Davis. Yeah. Not Randy Moss, not where Odell. we were at. Where we, we where we were at, if I could speak, they were just looking at him like, huh? We're like, Dathan Davis, then? What are you talking we gotta, about? Uh, we got to trademark these terms. Yeah, the right? Poitiana and the Dathan the, the Davis. Poitiana and the Dathan Davis. We need to write them down. <laughs> <laughs> need my pen or notepad. No, uh, it, was, yeah. it was so much fun Friday night, and to see all the family and the fans and just after getting the undefeated season under their belt. Undefeated, baby. Yes. And imagine this Friday, how electric it's going to be at home playoff game. Mm -hmm. Let everybody come out and support Bartow. We need you. We need you screaming in the, in the, in the stands. And it was a good laugh going to the car and hearing coach Tate yell at the boys to get to the bus. Oh yeah. We didn't win the damn Super Bowl. Get on the bus. (laughs) (laughs) He is a hoot, that guy. He's a riot. So. All right, everybody. This is a good show. And, man, 52 minutes. And we could have talked for another hour and a half, two hours, right? I think. So Thursday may be a little longer of an episode. But uh, we'll get all the stats and, and give you as much information as we can, um, you know, going into that Friday night matchup. Cole, anything else? Nope. The only thing I have to say is I'm your host, Cole, and this is the Barto Jacket Breakdown Podcast, and we will see you guys on Thursday. Peace. Bye, everybody. Undefeated, baby. Woo-hoo. What's the best thing about being in the playoffs? You have a chance to go 1-0. Hey. <laughs> Let's get it, baby.